push out into the world at 17. Yeah, it's weird to think that when I look at him, he's like old and wise, but he's only 17. I think it's because cats spend all day like sitting around. Yeah, and I think they're meditating. And I think the reason that they seem so wise and they seem so smart is because they spend all day like attaining higher levels of fucking awareness. I don't know. They still like you know, they don't flush the toilet. I think you can train your cat to to shit and flush the toilet. Like I don't know. Like how long did it take to train you to flush a toilet? Like you probably I don't know. Like you're not probably 17. like fifteen years 15 to flush years? the toilet. My dad would always yell at me. <laughs> yeah, see, but that's just like civil disobedience, you know. Like, I'm not flushing this toilet. Yeah, like we were talking about with your dad, <laughs> with your dad saying like because I said so. My yeah, because dad, I said so. I'd be like, why do I flush the toilet, Dad? He's like, because I said so. But it's just pee, dude. It's just pee, and yeah. like germs are good for you in a sense. All like those they, they strengthen your immune system. Yeah, like poison mushrooms, yeah. like strengthen your mind. <laughs> in some cultures crazy shit is like towards the end of my teenage years he had us uh he added another rule to flushing where we had to put the seat down because apparently when you flush like all fecal kinds matter. of particles and fecal yeah, matter fly yeah, yeah. up into the apartment yeah. and i'm like so for the last like five years i've been breathing shit <laughs> And now you're adding another fucking rule to it? Yeah, I was just trying yeah. to leave the shit in the bowl. And that's the problem with rules, because they just keep making them up. And it's like, you know what? I got a new rule now. Like, I'm really excited for Oklahoma's new rules, though. <laughs> new rules like what? Buying a gun mm, without a background without or a, a background. license. And you just, you just carry it around, make everyone around you fucking uncomfortable. Like, uh, you, did you watch that? The, uh, you know anything about the Black Panthers? I know, like, a little bit. Well, there was, like, when they first got started, and then they first armed themselves with uh, the guy from uh, Vietnam, like, their Vietnam buddy, who, like, got them a bunch of guns. But Ronald Reagan was governor of California at the mm -hmm. time, and he was making a new gun law because they were arming themselves. And it was like, you know what? We need to take these guns out of these guys' hands. They're going to get dangerous. <laughs> They're trying to protect themselves. But I feel like that's going to happen. And I'm hoping it happens. I'm hoping, like minority groups and like disenfranchised groups take arms up and protect their neighborhoods from cops who are abusing them or a system that is abusing them you know and it's like somebody's coming to your house and dhs is knocking on your door and they're like i'm taking your kids away because they haven't been in school in three months and it's like i don't want to put them in school here because there's 40 fucking kids and one teacher i might as well teach them at my house you know you got a gun in your hand and they're not going to stop you it's a weird thing, uh, I think, just in general, I think <clears throat> rules and, like, in the medicines, like, gov governments and stuff, I think it's, I, I understand why we have governments and I understand, like, I understand that there needs to be some sort of, like, central intelligence amongst a group of people to, like, make decisions for the group. Right. But putting rules on something as, like, wild and, like, as unpredictable as humanity is all it seems really weird to me and i was thinking about uh the the non-licensed open carry all that shit and i was like that's gonna really turn around quick when yeah it's gonna black people like, walking around with guns they're gonna be like oh, oh this is why. no yeah 
Like, because I, I like I just got my taxes back, mm-hmm. and that rule came out, or like the the possibility of it becoming a law came out, and I was like, if I hold on to this twelve, well, I guess it was twelve hundred dollars because I paid, I bought my car finally, mm-hmm. adult shit, you know, <laughs> I got my taxes back, yo moms, let's let's get this car taken care, of. but uh, I thought to myself, I was like, I can go buy that gun from fucking Walking Dead and just not even buy any bullets, <laughs> just walk around with it over my shoulder, just like yo, what's good. I want a pizza, you know, <laughs> going to empire. Like, yo, what's good. You don't have a sign out there. I want a pizza, you know? And then the next day, Mary Fallon's like, uh, we gotta, let's fix this. Yeah. You know? No more, no more open carry. It just yeah. makes me super uncomfortable. It like, does. Whenever pe- guns make me uncomfortable. Dude. Oh, just, <laughs> anyone with a gun, especially a cop with a gun. Like, yeah. It's just like this badge protects me in case it goes off. And I'm just like, but that's so, that's, that's so likely to happen. Like that is so like, you shouldn't get out of your car and have to holster your, like, already have your gun on your holster, like, yeah. ready to go. Like, this is a traffic stop. Like, you pulled me over for a left turn signal. You know, there's no reason for you to have your gun ready to go. Like, that's stupid. Uh, it's just, I'm looking uh, at you, Norman Campus Police. Norman Campus Police, I'm call looking at you, the fuck out. Three cops, one guy, and a pizza box. What's good? Campus police is a weird thing, too. I think, like, I understand, I guess, like, where people are coming from when they want, like, I was talking about this the other day with someone like, uh, I'm sorry. No, dude, not a problem. Should I turn this silence? Totally cool. Mine like vibrates and stuff. I'm an asshole. But like, uh, it's, it just feels really weird to like have cops at schools just anyway. It just seems like it's always going to escalate in like a weird adult way when it's just like idiot fucking kids. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, well, funny thing. Uh, the cop at my high school recently got in trouble for punching a student. And not even three months before that, I got into a discussion via Facebook argument. Uh, with like, I was like, you know what? I'm just done with cops. Cops will always be on my shit list, mm-hmm. no matter what. And I've known a lot of nice cops. You know, I've had great. I'm not going to say great. I've had some moments with cops where it's just been like, let's shake hands and I'm going to walk away from you and you're going to walk away from me. And But this guy was like, well, you know, not all cops are bad. I'm a cop. I was like, you have a record and you're a cop. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything to me. You've been arrested more times than me and you're a cop. And he was like, well, what about the such and such from our high school? I was like, he was a piece of shit. Like he tried to catch me for truancy on a day where I wasn't even at school, really. Mm-hmm. I wasn't supposed to be at school. I was just there to go to Brahms. And uh, then that happened, and I hit him up, and he was like, go fuck yourself. And I was like, whatever. Like, like we were talking about earlier, people are so afraid. Oh, this is the Keep Busy Waste Time podcast episode 15. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, yeah last 15. Last time was 14. Nice. Uh, Got right into it. Keep busy. Yeah, dude. We, we've been talking. About, <laughs> we've been hanging out for like an hour, and like yeah. we were at District House because I like to, I like, oh, fuck. Also, I'm going to put this on the air because he's the nicest person on the fucking planet. I'm an idiot and left my wallet at my apartment. So we get to District House and homie buys my coffee. So, oh, thank you. District House. It tastes good. Uh, But we had to, like, cut off our conversation at District House because I was like, oh, normally it takes a lot longer to get people, like, warm with me and getting into real shit. But, uh... Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. I, oh, I was like, oh, I should say the name of my show. Yeah. I always forget to say the name of my show. But I don't blame you. But on the, I 
on the subject of Black Panthers and this whole conversation, like all the like all the people that share pictures of the Black Panthers with their AK forty sevens and shit, like yeah, 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 like uh, in a negative light because I see that in a positive, like how we were talking yeah, about, just like, empowering that's a good thing, yourself, empowering. protecting yourself. But the same people who share like that kind of shit and are all about the Black Panthers, like oh, they were armed, they were an armed group, like terrorist organizations. Those are the same people that want everyone to have open carry and shit. And it's right, like, you got to decide if you're okay with people walking around with guns or not. It's the same as like an all lives matter type. Like, the, it's just like, I, I get you, man. You really want everyone to matter a lot less than you. <laughs> and that's it. I yeah. get it. Like, I'm, no one else is important but you. I get that. That's cool. Whatever. But, you know, you're still going to Walmart every night, just like me, like, <laughs> buying crappy pizza and beer. That's 3-2. Like, your life sucks. Except that your life sucks and you want more for yourself and you want more for your family. Then we can start somewhere. Yeah, everyone's got, like, everyone has hardwired in them this, like, uh, this need to hoard and conserve resources. I think it's a big reason on why, like, uh, I think it's a big reason on why, like, corporations are the way they are. Like, when yeah. when a person gets money, they sit on that money, and they're like, well, I'm going to keep making money off of the money in my bank account, but I'm also going to keep taking all this yeah, fucking let me money, get all the money and adding to it. It's just like this animal drive to conserve resources and like a subconscious drive to do it in any negative way possible. But it's, if that's like, if that's, if that's real science, then I'm not sure why we have an oil and gas industry, the industry that funds our entire state. Like it's, if we're looking to conserve resources, why are we not funding other like aspects of energy? Because the dudes trying to put more money on their pile in the bank to make interest off of yeah keep wanting us to make more oil and shit even though okay. it's very very clearly destroying the fucking world <laughs> like oh i don't just, know man there has no sinkholes in galardia yet i'm looking at you aubrey mclennan's family I, oh okay sorry i think that whole shit with aubrey mclennan i know everyone thinks it's rigged like ev i think that either a it was a suicide because he had all that uh, yeah, yeah 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 all that he was being looked into and stuff or b he like definitely faked his death some wolf of wall street i put my money in my aunt's account <laughs> like i'm out of here suckers i mean i don't know man i know plenty of people with that same car mm -hmm. not that they're rich or anything they just happen to have a car because they got high interest rates very low credit score but mm -hmm. i need a big ass car because i got 12 kids shout out to all you out there with that tahoe or whatever the fuck it was but like those cars don't blow up like they don't blow and there like, were no skid marks or anything like yeah, they're dude. trying to like even if they i don't know they might now be ex investigating it as a suicide or whatever but i hope so even i i think it's interesting to see how much or like how far they'll go to investigate this suicide and, and prove it wasn't or prove that it was yeah and then sandra bland we have very clear evidence mountains of evidence mountains of fucking evidence <laughs> Uh, and we're like, no, it's definitely a suicide case closed. Like all lives matter. All lives matter. Like, cop lives matter. Blue cop. lives matter. Don't you know? That shit was surreal to me that people would, I didn't, I thought uh. like my first thought was like, man, the Crips have taken over the internet. <laughs> or like Snoop has got our back. Blue lives matter. Like that would have been a great call to like stop gang violence. If I don't know, but that, that would have been smart. Cops should have used that to stop gang violence, not support their own fucking violence. I, ah, the worst. How we were saying, or we, how I was saying that, like, uh, people are afraid to say sorry. I wonder if it's like 
on a on a large like systematic scale like it's also the same like just animal drive in a human Mm -hmm. that doesn't want to say sorry doesn't want to admit that they're wrong so the whole push forward thing yeah so this entire like uh this entire i don't know what to call it collection of police like across the country yeah yeah yeah. that brotherhood all group together and have this group think like well we can't apologize we can't admit that we did anything wrong right right uh, because then that's a crack in the armor and we don't need that yeah, we're already on shaky grounds. Like we're supposed to be the one that protects and serves, but like I've never been served by a cop before. I've never been around a cop and not been a, at least a little bit uncomfortable. And I'm like a white kid from Mustang. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I don't know. When I'm around cops, my first thought is that somebody got in trouble, mm-hmm. or I'm in trouble. Even when I'm at my job, one of the first. Like first three months I was at my job, I got I had a warrant out for my arrest for something mm-hmm. I had done. Paid it off. Don't worry, Norman Campus Police. I'm looking at you <laughs> for that fucking warrant for some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and um, a cop came in after hours, and one of my managers was like, "Yeah, there's a cop out there for you." And I was like, "No fucking way!" Like I'm only like 19 years old. I need to fucking leave. Like, get me out of here. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, guys. I'm not gonna count this money right now. I'll come back tomorrow. <laughs> He was like, oh, I'm just joking. He left his wallet. I was like, dude, that's not funny. Like, I could really get arrested. I'm young. I'm too young to be arrested, you know? Yeah. I'm 26 now, and I'm still too young to be arrested. Like, I've, I don't have a – I've never been to jail. And that's – and it sucks that that's like a bucket list for black kids. Like, I hope my son doesn't go to jail. Like, that's bullshit. And it's like everyone – I feel like even people that argue against it, like everyone knows that's true. Everyone, yeah. everyone knows that there's this problem between cops and minorities, cops and yeah. especially black people, right? Black men, and it's like everyone can agree that that's at least happening. If they if they can't agree on whose fault it is, yeah. Uh, but they like refuse to just be like, hmm, have I ever had that thought? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Did yeah. my mom ever have a conversation with me about don't do this, don't do this here, don't do this here, don't do this right, these right. people are around? Because, like, statistically speaking, you could very well end up in jail. Like, that's never been a problem for no. most people. Like, one in, what is it, one in three now? Oh, sorry, I got to clarify. I am black, and uh, I'm from Oklahoma City. Oh, I, so I that meant way, to... I meant to do that in my. If I say uh, anything crazy, <laughs> you'll know that a black person said it. Like, I meant to say that in my intro. Oh, it's cool. Keep busy wasting time here with a black guy. <laughs> yeah, keep busy wasting time with a black guy named Donald. Yes, my parents were thinking about my future by naming me Donald. Isn't that fucked up? Like, we're gonna name him Donald so he can get a job. Like, that's some shit. Like, I'm. I think about things like what my what my name is, how I'm dressed. Uh, the surroundings that I put myself in. Like I'm a, I'm not afraid to go bo- to Bobo's chicken. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been before Friday, Saturday nights, take 23rd East and you'll see a big red van or like trailer. It's like one of the original food yeah. trucks. Of where, does it, City. where does it park? In a vacant lot, like wow. right before MLK. Okay. So Friday nights, Saturday nights, but like, I'm still nervous to go there after hours because I know Cops are going to be over there. And if I'm dressed a certain way, if I look a certain way, if I respond a certain way, if I play my music a certain way, people are going to start looking at me a certain way. And so, like, that weird standard that I have to live up to where I have to, like, speak a certain way, be around certain people all the time, 
and like I don't know. These are things that my parents were always like letting me know to keep me safe. And this, it is fucking ridiculous. Like your parents, they're supposed to keep you safe from the world, from the dangers of the world. But when my dangers are twice or three times more likely to happen than anyone else's dangers, it's fucking surreal. But my problems as an American do not add up to the problems to that of some person in the Middle East right now. And that's, and that's like a problem I'm dealing with right now. You know, like a, there was this, the new Kendrick Lamar album came out, and there was a verse in the Blue Faces track where he says, uh, I'm living to pay rent, or no, I'm I'm living to keep warm, you living to pay rent, I live in a hut, and or some shit like that. And I was like, shit, like, you're right. There are people in other parts of the world who are definitely like struggling to just live, and I'm struggling to not only live, but to just express myself Mm -hmm. or else they just are trying to live and I'm just living already, but I'm trying to express myself and my dangers are not nearly as terrible as theirs. But I don't think those ideas are mutually exclusive at all. It's like, uh, I saw this John, uh, John Stewart meme. So I'm just quoting a fucking meme here. (laughs) I heard him say it. So it's like a real quote, but it's like, uh, uh, you can care about, this is stepping it back, but you can care about, uh, like, cops overstepping their bounds and murdering fucking black people in the streets and also like be like truly grieve whenever like a good police or whenever a a police officer dies. Like those ideas aren't mutually exclusive. Like you don't have to like focus on one struggle. You don't have to like think about, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what you No, but that's true. Like that is very true. Like uh, the recent, like the Brussels attack, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, I, I like the internet now a lot because when when those situations happen, the Parises, the the San Bernardinos, it's fucked up if we can classify them as parts of the Western world. But when those incidents happen, and Facebook gives you filter options, mm-hmm. and like everybody's fucking emojis light up, that shit does not happen for not white countries. And it was and it and it's very apparent. Like people make sure that you know, like the internet is making you know, like hey, Ivory Coast, this happened. Hey. Uh, Tanzania this happened hey Malaysia this has happened like mm-hmm. these things are happening in South America and West Africa North Africa South Africa like they're happening all over the world in countries that are like like have been fucked over by colonialism and yet the the countries that we live in that it's that we 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 benefit from those things from colonialism and and all, all those terrible things that like our countries have done to other countries. And, and yet we express our sadness for 30 people we've never fucking met. But I can't figure out why the fuck I'm not sad for 179 West Africans who died mm-hmm. in a fucking uh, Boko Haram attack or some shit mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, why can't I, why do I not feel that connection anymore? You know, I don't know if I become numb to death anymore, even though I've never experienced a personal death out since I was six. Mm-hmm. It was the last time someone died and I felt it because my hair started turning gray. And that was like, that's, they told me it's because I was white. And I was like, that's bullshit. I'm a six year old kid. Mm-hmm. It was because I, ex- I saw a dead body for the first time. I experienced death. And ever since then, death has meant very little to me. Mm-hmm. But then Ferguson happened. And then Trayvon Monhart, or Trayvon happened. Ferguson happened. Uh, there was a guy named Donald who got beat by the cops when I was like 13 in Oklahoma outside of his trailer. It was a black guy named Donald. Was, that was surreal. Mm-hmm. But like, had the internet been around, then I felt it would have been a much bigger case. But that one got thrown out of the window because he had a prostitute with him. So it's like, 
whatever black guy with a prostitute beat his ass it well i think it's just super shitty to fucking whenever a cop fucks up to point at the person that like oh they were doing this they were doing this it's like well that's not like a crime punishable by fucking death is it no like they're not they're not crime punish or uh what am i trying judge jury and execution yeah this is some some dread shit like like they're like i don't know maybe we need to rethink the way police are supposed to act in society Maybe we need to think, rethink the whole idea of police. Like I was saying, yeah. I think that it's. I think that when you, this is very broad strokes. It's okay. Very broad strokes, but I think <laughs> that the, uh, I think that the impulse to become a police officer in the people that I've known in my life that have become one, like kids mm-hmm. that I went to high school with that want to do it and stuff. I think that the impulse. Uh, <laughs> comes from like they want the authority they want power i've always wanted to tell people what to do yeah and now i can now i can legally and i think that having that kind of authority and having that kind of power like will fuck up anyone you watch any government over any amount of time and a government with too much power will fuck up yeah fuck up hard a person with too much power no matter like it kind of it this is a side thing but it kind of weirds me out when people are so like quick to dismiss any uh any criticism of like bernie sanders right uh, right right i never like, understood that i see i like i my like i i get into it all the time with people whenever i see people post like memes of bernie sanders comparing him to like lbj and i'm like well what about the internment of japanese americans like we're just going to completely ignore that and hold up this dude fdr and he, yeah fdr fdr Oh, LBJ. what did I say? LBJ was a piece of shit still. Oh, did I say LBJ? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's I cool. Meant- LBJ was a piece of shit still. He didn't want black people to vote, but we saw what happened. Yeah. Well, now they fucking are fucking with the Voting Rights Act. This yeah. stuff. <laughs> did, have you, are you now, tangent, now that we're talking about Bernie Sanders, did you yeah, see cool. that he, uh, like the mayor of Phoenix, well, okay, first yesterday, mm-hmm. or day before yesterday, like. Super Tuesday again. Super Tuesday again. Uh, there were like five hour lines outside polling places yeah. because they're like closing down polling places. Almost, and like almost half as many were open. Like yeah. 60 when they had like 150 like years before. Mm-hmm. Whenever, whenever, uh, whenever Obama got elected, they're like, oh, we can't have this. Yeah. Again. We, <laughs> like, too gotta, many black people. Yeah, roll this the fuck back. Are voting. These white kids are upset. Yeah. But now. But now they're voting too. <laughs> But now, like, uh, Bernie Sanders, like, is calling for, uh, like, an investigation into it. Now the mayor yeah. of Phoenix is also calling for an investigation. Interesting. Uh, which speaks to, like, speaks to where the internet could go in terms of, like, getting information out there. Because I think the, the internet, I see a lot of, like, just flat out false shit right like not even trying uh just speculation sometimes yeah just speculation or just obvious photoshop tricks like yeah yeah, yeah. on 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 like bernie sanders shit or like aside from politics just outside of shit yeah i think the internet is a good tool for like hiding the information since you can put just anything on there you can put the truth on there and then you can cover it up yeah yeah you totally can you can you can make up a fake foxnews.com or education website Mm -hmm. and then post why barack obama's satan and people will (laughs) fucking love it yeah it makes me really nervous like when i'm getting news yeah yeah, it makes me just like i don't want to make sure you know where you're getting your news from i don't want to go to like cnn or like uh new york times and shit because i can i can clearly see their bias and i feel like i'm someone who's like not that 
uh, knowledgeable on like how to tell when you're being fucked with. I've never gone to journalism school or anything. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and even I am just like that's very clearly like a spin. Yeah. Uh, but where'd you I find, find myself, that sentence? I find myself always going to those for like the big things that are happening because I feel like there's so many news sources out there. Like even if I like looked it up, mm-hmm. uh, the place that I looked it up could be just as biased as that person. Right. 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 Uh, Isn't it weird though that like like a BuzzFeed exists like a buzzfeed like the other day buzzfeed put out a very like real article for the first time it was talking about uh i think it was either a prison uprising or um or like like something that had to do to the effects of like uh women of color or mm-hmm. something like in like violence against women it was it was it was a very real article i don't remember it but i remember that the person who posted it and then like listed it a long ass caption and i was like wow that's surprising that a BuzzFeed type would release information like, like a that. clickbait site. Yeah. 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 And, it's but, just, and then it, they actually release something important, but no one's, I don't think anyone's going to know it because they're going to click through 23 ways to make your cat look like Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. or 21 ways that Donald Trump is really the greatest thing that ever happened to America. <laughs> so like, it's, yeah. And you see that and that's just, uh, very clear reasons why you can't just trust fucking anything. You no. don't know where you're getting your news from it, but Cycling the fucking that tangent back yeah. to cops. Like, I don't like when people hold up authority figures right. uh, and don't want to criticize them because the the view is that if you're criticizing them, you hate them. Right. Like, but you should I be able to hate be Bernie critical Sanders. people. I want to. I want to. Yeah. You should be able to be critical of especially anyone walking around with yeah. a badge and a gun. Like, right. Especially if anyone with a badge and a gun. Really high fucking standards. The highest of standards should be held for cops. Like, we. We should hold our military to those same standards and we should hold the officers who are supposed to protect our communities to those same standards. And like, like there's no reason why a man in the military should be raping and pillaging small villages or not even, let's just get back to the real point. Like there's no reason any person in the military should be raping their own uh, brother or sister in arms, you know, mm-hmm. like that shit's absurd to me. Like people were like, Oh, well that's why they shouldn't have fucking, made the military diverse and added women to it and people of color like but like if people want to protect their country they should be allowed to protect their country mm-hmm. and, but you should not fucking be a piece of shit and get away with it like i'm tired of people being pieces of shit and getting away with it because that's absurd like i don't care how many dollars you got if you say some fucked up shit you need to get called out on it what's more frustrating i think or not more frustrating hmm, different frustrating is when people do fucked up shit get called down on it and then Nothing happens. Nothing fucking happens. Right. Maybe it's just because I'm not informed. Maybe that's always a possibility. I mean, there I'm might just be a like a, a, show, a, a backdoor like slap or something like that. Like the the Kesha thing. Mm-hmm. Like her situation, very fucked up situation. I don't know the full story, but I do know that Sony should have acted faster. Mm-hmm. They should have at least ripped up her contract, whether or not it happened or didn't happen. They need yeah. to like they, like you've got to take a stance almost immediately and say, hey, you know what? Wipe my hands clean with this one. Y'all go fucking figure it out yourselves. Mm-hmm. Neither one of you work for me anymore. Like, that would have been so much smarter than, no, no, no. She's locked into this contract. Yeah. My lawyers are going to take care of this. Like, it's a weird thing with governments and rules on humanity. It's also a weird thing, the tie-up of business and artists. Because it seems really weird that an artist has to stay 
in a business relationship with yeah. fucking anyone. Like, I don't know, maybe the Eagles, I could be wrong, had to stay in for like a 10 record deal. So their right. last, I, I could, maybe not the Eagles, I don't know, but like their last like six records are all just dog shit. They're just like, right, all right, right well, right. here's nine tracks and we'll put it out so we can get out of this contract. It's a weird thing to tie up art and, well, and but, okay, contracts and stuff. I'll bring it to a more current one. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you listen to Drake, but okay, so he was, I think he was on a four album contract with Young Money, Cash Money, mm-hmm. right? And uh, there was the beef between Lil Wayne and Birdman and how Lil Wayne was like, fuck this place. I'm out of here. I'm taking my team with me. I'm taking Nikki. I'm taking Drake, and we're leaving. I'm taking the hit makers, and we're leaving. So Drake, at the time, had released Nothing Was The Same. Mm-hmm. Killing it. And uh, I think he was trying to get that contract tore up, but the only way he can do it was in like the most legal-esque way, I guess. So he dropped, uh, if you're reading this, this too late. And I think that was smart. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't a bad album. It wasn't great either. But it got him out of his contract, I feel. Or at least I think it got him out of his contract. I'm not sure. We'll see on the next album. We'll see. If it says Young Money Cash Money. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. Like, I just... That is weird that artists have to do, to an extent, like, live inside of the business model. Because mm-hmm. it, it seems more dangerous to the art than anything else. Because... If you're an artist and like a business is like, I want your art, you should be able to sell them your art. Mm-hmm. But they shouldn't want to be able, they shouldn't be able to buy your artistry, you know? Mm, yeah. Like, because that's unfair to them as an artist. And that's unfair to other artists, you mm-hmm. know? Because it's like, it, I, like, imagine if, I don't know, I don't really know much about art, but I know about music. And so, like, if like a fucking, like, a, I don't know who who's a big artist right now. Uh, a Kendrick Lamar. Okay. So if Kendrick Lamar was like locked into a contract with a Sony or something like that, and they were like, "We need you to release ten albums," and he's like, "I don't have ten albums worth of material. I got these three. These are three great albums. You should be able to just work with those three great albums. You shouldn't have to make X amount of art." For a business to be happy, I don't know. It just—it just seems unfair. And art is such like a, art is such like a variable in even an artist's life. It's like, dude, I don't know where I'm going to be in three. I don't know what I'm right. going to. I don't know what I'm going to be thinking about in three years. I don't like, know. Were if you I'm thinking about gonna, this podcast last year? No, I wasn't thinking about this podcast like three months ago. Right. It's a it's a new thing for me. Uh, and I wouldn't want to be under someone's thumb telling me like, hey, you have to keep doing this podcast. Right, right, You have right. to do it this way. You have to do it this way. Like, we're going to get these producers to come in. Like, I think producers are cool and I, 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 I get the need. I get, not the need. I get the use of them because I've, I hear producers in records sometimes. Like, yeah, one yeah, of yeah. my favorite dudes, like Will Yip. Uh, okay. He records like Title Fight. Um, Those guys? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and I can hear whenever he does, like whenever he is involved in a record, I can hear that and I like it. Mm-hmm. But that's a different thing than like that person having the final say. On, right, right, right. On what goes down. Like a David, it's so a David Geffen versus a Rick Rubin. Your, your references are lost on me because I'm stupid. Oh, so David Geffen <laughs> was the guy. Uh, he's the father of the Eagles, the Joni Mitchells, uh, Jackson Browns. Like that whole era of music was him. Okay. You watched all the movies that you've ever seen as a child, David Geffen. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, DreamWorks, I think, is his work. Okay. Him and Spielberg got on that one together. But a Rick Rubin is a hands-on guy. You know, he, he knows music. He doesn't just like listening to it. He likes to be a musician, you mm-hmm. know, be an artist. David Geffen likes to make money. 
And so I think that's the difference is that there's a guy like a David Geffen who will put his name on something and you'll be like, oh, well, if David Geffen likes this, this must be good. Mm -hmm. But then if Rick Rubin puts his name on it, this will be good. Yeah. Like he'll never let you down. Even his work with like the Dixie Chicks was great. (laughs) I don't even fuck with the Dixie Chicks, but I know that he made great songs for them. Or uh, when Kanye did Yeezus, he was all over that record. Well, he was on a couple of those songs anyway. And then Jay-Z or... He was on a Jay-Z album. Like, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like there are some business people who understand art and know how to exploit it. And then there's some artists who know, understand business and know how to exploit business. And the pe- But the people that know art, or the people that understand business and know how to exploit business, I feel like aren't the people at the top, aren't the people Never. that are making the decisions, like Never, saying, like, you have to work with this producer, you're going to go here, mm-hmm. uh, you have to make us this amount of money, right. we're going to send you here, we're going to send you here, we're going to send you here, like, don't put this in your record, because it'll look bad on our company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. like, I'm, I think the internet is cool, because it's making, being an indie band, it's like, easier almost. Yeah, it's easier than being, like, except for the whole, like, uh, like my old band, Thin Skin. Like now, there's another band called Thin Skin. So oh, okay. Up on Spotify, there's two records by Thin Skin. Only one of us, only one of them is us. And I, both of these bands, I know, would be like, can we not? Have yeah, this yeah, together? yeah. Can we have a separation? And like labels come in and they're able. They have like the contacts. They have the know-how to deal with the. They business. have the money. I understand the need for business in any when we're doing art. It just always to me feels like it dirties it up. It does. It does. It puts mud in the water, and it's. But that's what business is. It puts mud in the water, so you buy a filter. Damn. Yo, shout out to the people of Flint, Michigan. We hear your struggles. Puts mud in the water, so you buy a filter. Are you writing that down? Yeah, dude. That was oh. hot. Ah. Hey, mom. I'm watching people play Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> it looks pretty tight. I don't really get to play video games anymore. I uh, only play one, but I play it way too fucking I much. play Skate 3. Um, I've been yes. waiting for a Skate 4 for like three years now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, here's the shit. They, they said Skate 3 was going to be backwards compatible for Xbox One, right? Right. So I go and buy X- and Skate 3 again because I'm like, Okay, well now I have a reason to have it. After selling yeah. it like two and, months before. And they still haven't done it. They, they announced oh. it in fucking like December. Wow. So I don't know what the deal is. Rob Dyrdek, if you're listening, we're we're upset because I don't want to. I don't want. I wanted to buy an Xbox One, but I'm not gonna buy it if I can't play my Skate Three copy exactly. on it. It's useless. Like yeah, release a Skate Four, yo. If anyone out there can make a Skate Four happen, because Tony Hawk Pro Skater 18 looks whack. Like Lil Wayne doesn't skateboard. Tony Hawk. Why? Yeah, dude. Why is Chris Cole in a Tony Hawk game? But Tony Hawk real questions. Was so cool. The first one, yeah. Because <laughs> it was like it was because it was just like skate. It was like yo, you're a struggling skateboarder trying to make it. Mm-hmm. Yo, we hear your cries. <laughs> PlayStation Two generation. <laughs> I think it's weird that they don't make that they don't make game systems backwards compatible in the first it place. should be that way it though. feels like that'd be i mean i obviously since we're just be railing on business i'm obviously not a business person neither am it I. just seems like it would be a better move be like hey you can also play all your old games on this but i, I think but again i think when it comes to business is that 
you you want people to buy something. That's why cars aren't made to last anymore. Mm-hmm. That's why things like things that we make now, they're gonna make a better version. And there shouldn't ever be a reason to have a better version unless technology allows for it. You mm-hmm. know, because it's 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 weird to me that like a pencil, you shouldn't have to get another pencil until you break it. You know, mm-hmm. but we don't make things like that anymore. We don't make televisions. We don't make computers that way. You don't see any shoe cobblers on the street, like repairing shoes. Right, right. Everything that every, like the whole system is set up to where people just buy more and more shit. Throw away more and more shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like keep throwing away shit and then buying new versions of it. There's this company. I should look it up. I talk about it all the time. I don't know. I'm trying to get an endorsement. That'd be be fucking cool. They make phones. (laughs) They make like a phone that is completely like customizable. So over time when they put new pieces out for it, whenever they have an upgrade, Mm -hmm. like whenever, hey, we can get your screen to this now. Or like, hey, we're going to put this like microphone in it. We're going to do this with the camera. You can take out the old one and put in that new one. You don't have to buy a whole new fucking phone. That's nice. Like that's like buying a whole new thing. Like even I feel like a lot of people don't get the cost because uh they go through like they get spawned i don't know the, you like rent the phone from the phone company or whatever but mm-hmm. like uh you would break that phone and just go get another one it costs you like maybe 50 99 to get like a brand new iphone because they including that into the cost of the price but like yeah uh it's just true. this in, it's there's no incentive anywhere to get anything repaired it's cheaper no, it's not it's cheaper to just buy a new thing and that doesn't make sense to me. It's because it makes perfect fucking sense. To I mean, me. yeah. it's because they fucking sent uh, like manufacturing jobs and stuff. Like mm. nothing's manufactured here anymore. It doesn't cost anything to That's buy things. That's why you need to vote for Donald Trump. He's going to bring the jobs back. <laughs> He's going to make America great again. Yeah, because it's pretty fucking awful. <laughs> but like, uh, nothing. Like things aren't made here, so the right. the price of them doesn't reflect the true price of them true how like if they were made in a like uh factory in michigan mm-hmm. something would cost like say okay on the subject of pencils like if that yeah. pencil was made in america it might cost like three dollars as opposed to one dollar for that pencil but it's because the person that made that pencil was making like pennies in another country that doesn't have the same labor laws as us right 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 so it's just cheaper to buy new shit and have someone else in a different country make it because we don't make the same things anymore people aren't willing to pay the true cost of things i mean you know what's weird though is that like if we took the true cost of things and didn't give it a monetary value and gave it like a very realistic human value like every time you ate a banana like imagine it being like five guatemalan fingers or like uh don't ruin bananas i love bananas. I, I, I don't i don't really care for banana i don't even care for fruit i didn't really grow up eating fruit i mostly drank kool-aid because that's all we had uh but like or like say say an iphone like imagine every time you bought a new iphone that was another like african village pillaged you know? i mean and well when you buy diamonds diamonds you're buying, you're buying something that was like, i mean unless you buy like free trade diamonds or whatever but for and the most part you a fucking buy, lie though probably i don't know who the fuck <laughs> is saying that the right. whole the whole diamond thing is is trumped up bullshit anyway because right. some asshole was like i can control the source of these so i can control how many are out there so i can control the price of it right 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 and that's ridiculous too like yeah. i don't know there's just there's too much power in too many individuals hands Too in, like individual singular males hands mm-hmm. like and it's fucking white males yeah, power and too many white guys in charge like there needs to they need to break up that that sterling cooper powell donald draper group of boys <laughs> and like get rid of the boys club 
like diversify that shit. Get some women in there. Get some, get some, some, some colored people in there. You know, get and some, people, people, not colored people. That's very persons of color. I hear that's the new way to say minorities now. POCs. <laughs> I never got that. But I mean, are, are POCs. You, you, you can say you can say which one you. you I mean, I, I would much you. rather it just be almost every type of person to exist. You know, I, I I would much rather have the world represented that way. Yeah. Pe- well, well, when you try to make it that way, when you try to be like, hey, maybe you should have people from that community in the police department. Maybe you right, should have. Right, right, right. Maybe you should have like women and minorities in in your boardroom, and they're like, well, then we're just hiring them because they're because they're. That's well, not like, the truth, though. You pe- know, it's not the truth. People ref- people refuse to accept that having like other perspectives, the like being a white fucking man like our perspective on how things work unless like you i don't eat, i'm not there you go like super in depth on like how things work mm-hmm. the, the how things really work right. uh you get to the top and you don't see the true effects of the things you do where if you had minority if you had someone from a poor community mm-hmm. if you had a woman on there if you had a woman of color on there they could be right. like hey this is how that's gonna happen this is how that's going to really come down and affect change. Right, 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 right. Like, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. Like, I was thinking about it today. I work in a restaurant. I'm not going to say the restaurant, but it's a very large chain uh, that makes. Uh, I'm not going to say what it makes. <laughs> I don't want to get fired. But, uh, you know, I was thinking because like the recent Chipotle incident. I don't work at Chipotle. Now that you know <laughs> that uh, where people were getting sick like and people like people were making the food bad. And mm-hmm. then people that don't work there were getting sick. I was thinking like there was a guy at my job who was very sick yesterday and he was like, yo, I can't be here. And they kept him on. They kept him on as a waiter. And I was like, this is a potential for someone else to get really sick, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, when they were like, well, we can't really let him go. And I was like, well, this is a reason why we need to have things like paid sick leave, you know? Cause like you're going to cause more problems so you can save a few dollars. Infinitely more problems. Not just not just for the fucking people that eat the food that this yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been sick at work. I've worked in food for Three and a half years. It's There's no way that when I get sick, I can afford to be like, hey, like I can sometimes. And when I do and when it works, right. I, I don't go to work. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. a lot of the times it'll be like, well, you have to come. Yeah, we you need, have to go. We need you to be here. Anymore. Like, I don't I never understood why people are like, you need to bring a doctor's note. Why am I paying $50 to be off work? Yeah. Like, that's I have stupid. a cold. I know what's wrong. I don't need yeah. to go to a doctor. A doctor Look is going to. I am pale. My skin is normally black. Why is it blue right yeah. now? Yeah. Like, there is a discoloration in my face. Like, be realistic. You don't want me in front of people. Mm-hmm. And my manager's like, you know, that's just something that I have no control over. I was like, well, why don't you bring it up to someone who can, mm-hmm. you know, like, that's just stupid. Like, I don't know. Like, and I thought to myself, though, like, what if in like 10 years I am like a megalomaniac type rich motherfucker? You know, I'm making stacks and like motherfucking money's making money for me somehow type of situation. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Healthcare for everyone is not a good idea because I have to pay even more money. I don't know. That just seems like a terrible way to live life thinking that because I have to do something else, people don't deserve it. You know, I don't know. Like, it's just weird to me that people think that way. I get an, I get an argument. I understand where people are coming from when they say that, uh, you shouldn't have to pay someone for work that for time that they weren't at work. Right. I don't agree with that at all. I have a lot of qualms on how like businesses are run with people and stuff, but I feel like we it would never be this is not it wouldn't happen but i feel like there could be like 
crossroads made just in like say just the paid sick leave or maternity leave like right. uh, like conversation like where through a tax funded program if you get pregnant you can sign up for this tax funded program you don't have to work that job now doesn't have a reason to complain like hey we can't yeah, yeah. like I, I but i think that that was what welfare was made for mm -hmm. but now like i've but not too many persons of color are on welfare and on the fucking, if you're listening to this and you think welfare is shitty or whatever, and you think that there are people that stay on it for forever. I've been trying to get on welfare for five years now. Let me tell you, it's hard to get it in the first place. A, love to be on <laughs> Real talk. Uh, but like 52, these are, might be old numbers mm. and might be slightly off, but like 52% of people are off within a year or off of like uh, yeah no one wants to be broke no one no one wants that handout and yeah uh like the remaining like that 48 percent that are left 42 percent of those are often two no yeah. like the the myth that people like that's that's still a section of people that are stuck on that's, it but the myth it's still that like less are, than a quarter though yeah and i don't know any hard numbers but i know that it's just not true that people are like that a large like a large chunk of people are scamming the system and not working and somehow people make the argument uh where like oh well they have kids so they can get a bigger like tax break i'm like do you you know how much think that it, yeah do you think that the government gives people enough money to raise a kid was it like ten thousand or like three thousand dollars per child yeah i don't, I don't, I don't have a kid i, I just either, know yeah. that i just know that if that was true if if people were doing that uh i try to find a way to get pregnant myself yeah <laughs> If that were true, like if right. people were staying on it, if like say, say a mom gets on welfare when she has a kid, okay, and stays on it uh, to feed their kid. Maybe they don't. Maybe they do work. Maybe they don't work. Mm -hmm. Either way, that kid, because he grew up being fed, being taken care of, like if she didn't work, that might be better. Like have have uh, have someone at the house, like. To bounce some ideas off of, so have some like family yeah. time, have some like interaction oh. with an older adult. Because right. a lot of kids like they don't see their fucking parents. This is like very conservative of your thought though. Like this is a very like family traditional setting. Like you're you're proposing like an idea that families need to be more family centered, and the states should be able to fund families who are looking to be more family centered. Is I that think, what you're saying? I think more. I don't think that. I mean, like Republicans like. No, less conservatives believe in family values mm -hmm. and family traditions and that there needs to be like a parent in the home. I think that but I, they don't want to fund that idea. I agree. I am for family values and I am for a parent in the home. I'm not against anyone working. I think that anyone that wants yeah. to work should be able to work. Totally. But I also right. think that in a society that a you're fucking born into, like mm -hmm. no one, I mean, not no. That's obviously not true. People move to people move to America, but no one born into a system has a choice on being in that system. Right. You have to go to work. You have to make money. You have to do this and this and this, and then your kid also is born into that system. We'll do the same thing after you. We'll do the same thing after you. And whenever they're forced to participate in the system where they have to work long hours, two or three jobs to pay for a kid. That kid doesn't have a parent at home. Right. They're going to be raised by somebody else. Yeah. Those are my family values. I think that someone should have a family member around. Yeah. Like I, I remember a time in my life where, uh, my mom worked nights. Mm -hmm. Um, my parents were uh, separated. Uh, she wasn't running her daycare at the time. Gotcha. Um, she was working at a, at a car dealership, just really long hours, home nights. I never saw my mom. And that was one of the worst times. And I had like 
those are like when I think about some of like the shit that I got into or mm-hmm. just like the shit that I like thought about myself, about my family, about right. everything. Right. Uh, was just really heavy. I'm not speaking very eloquently, but like it's whatever. They're just words. Yeah, <laughs> just fucking words. I think that the Republican, the the conservative, like family values is like in quotations, like family values. Yeah, that's just they're like speaking a, about like traditional uh, man, like woman, man, son, daughter, dog, woman and woman in the household, like taking right. care of the kids. Like, but that's uh, not even possible anymore. It's not even possible anymore. Even if they wanted that. Christian, Christian family, conservative yeah, and values. I love shout out to all the Christians out there. I yeah. know, I know it's hard to be Christian right now. Mm-hmm. It has to be really hard. Yeah. It's gotta be really hard. I mean, you know, it's, it's weird. Uh, cause I grew up in that environment, mm-hmm. uh, the Christian environment. That's how I kind of, how I, it's not how I started playing music, but it was definitely what inspired me to play music. And, uh, like now that I play, I don't, I don't necessarily play in a punk band, but I play two punk guys and yeah. girls uh like the i don't know if it's atheist or agnostic but it's the the like i don't even know if it's just hatred but it's it's just like the criticism of religion and mm-hmm. like group religions is very hard to deal with so to christians out there who are like really good christians and like good muslims good jews all of you good religious people good job the rest of you suck, though. <laughs> I got nothing against Christians. I also, like, one of my first bands was a Christian band, like, with some kids in my nice. neighborhood. Like, I mean... Was it r- Switchfoot? R- no. It was, oh. it was an acoustic Hawk band. Nelson. The only line I remember was just Relying my God. Oh. No. Oh. Nice. I, no, I was never... I, you, I didn't... You weren't lo- that guy? No. I didn't, like... Lucky. Listen. No. Not, <laughs> I listened to My Chemical Romance exclusively. Yeah. From like seventh grade to probably like my sophomore year. Right. And then my sophomore year, the only things that really got introduced were like Escape the Fate and Alisana. Mm. I don't like to talk about my musical past. No, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't I mean, into cool shit. Yeah. I my mean, chemical romance is cool as fuck. I'll, I mean, I think seventh grade, same, same was my chemical romance, but also Eminem was happening for me. <laughs> like I grew up in the hip hop, so like. The minute he happened, I was like, whoa, yeah. what is this? In fifth grade, I was in Latchkey. It was like the after school program or whatever. Okay. <laughs> Sounds kind of pornography based. <laughs> Latchkey Latch sticking key. in there. Hmm. Odd, oddly suggestive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oddly suggestive. Uh, Keep it closed, boys. But uh, this dude that later was just a huge bully, and that's another story for another time. But uh, we would walk around the playground doing rap battles with each other. Mm-hmm. Only Eminem songs. <laughs> only that's off, the safest way. Only off of like curtain call. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, so that's like what? That's like Superman was on that one. Yeah. 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 Oh man. Toy Soldiers. Did you uh, did you buy Eight Mile the movie? I, I've never even seen it. Oh, it's it's not a bad movie. It's a, it's a good movie. It's, it's a very good movie, and I'm I'm not happy that he won the Oscar for that song, but I am happy that a rap song did win an Oscar. Mm-hmm. And that's tight, you know. That's cool. But uh, in the movie, like when you buy the movie, it came with the Superman music video. Mm-hmm. That shit was raunchy. <laughs> like making jabs at Mariah Carey in a bathtub through a peephole is raunchy. <laughs> Surprisingly, very raunchy. Like, ugh. Maybe uh, I don't want to put you on the spot or anything, but no, I good. I don't 
I feel like I don't understand the difference enough. Like, is Eminem appropriating like rap and hip hop? Well, and if he isn't, like, what is? I feel like I don't understand the difference. Well like, enough. so there's there's something very odd. I don't know. It's not. It's odd about me, maybe. But like, I I, I try to attach myself to music that I feel is genuine and honest. Mm-hmm. And so, growing up under the umbrella of hip hop, Eminem happening was very exciting to me because mm-hmm. the radio had changed. The radio had switched up in Oklahoma City, and there was a radio station that was playing Eminem and Afro Man regularly. Yeah. And the way that they would bleep out his words was very minuscule. It was like, mm-hmm. he would say, fuck. And then they would, just the K. Yeah. And it was like, that's so tight. This guy is still there. <laughs> this guy is cussing on the, like he's cussing on the radio right now. And yeah. I'm about to go to school. Like I'm about to call everybody a bitch. I can't wait to call everybody a bitch. That's why I like it. <laughs> and it was like, it was, it was, it was, it was odd because like, I didn't know at the time how disrespectful it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Eminem, uh, he's always been honest in his raps and like, he's always been honest with how he, uh, how he come up, how he came up listening to rap music and like how it helped him through things. Mm-hmm. And so I was watching this, uh, that ice T documentary about, uh, hip hop. And there was a scene in it where ice T is uh, hanging out at some studio in like Detroit or LA or wherever. And Eminem walks in, not mic'd up, mm-hmm. just sees ice T before he's supposed to like see ice T mm-hmm. he starts rapping an old ice T song off the top of his head, just starts rapping it like fanboying out. Yeah. And that's when I was, I'm, that was like a couple years ago. And I was like, that's very honest and very genuine, you know? And so to me, I don't see him as appropriating a culture more or less. He's just like the obvious example of what it is to be white though, mm-hmm. and a culture that's dominated by black people, you know? Like how Larry Bird was white in a culture that became dominated by black people. Mm-hmm. It's like Larry Bird's the greatest shooter ever. No, he's <laughs> no, he's not. Stop lying to yourself. Dirk Nowitzki's the greatest. No, he's not. Stop lying to yourself. Eminem's the greatest rapper of all time. I will put him in my top three, maybe top five for sure. So, so he, it's like an on, it's like an honesty and like just a true appreciation for the. Yeah, and I, I think like him. Like, there's other ones though that I feel different about mm-hmm. like uh, the Ray Shrimmons. I don't know who, I don't know how to say their name, but it's the, uh, I ain't got no type kids. I ain't got bad bitches only shit. I like whatever those turnt motherfuckers, like even though they are a part of the culture, I feel like they're exploiting it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a problem to me. Exploiting the culture is a problem to me, you know? Okay. And like, just because Eminem is white, I don't think makes it, I don't know. It doesn't make him immediately appropriating the culture. It can come off that way. But when he says uh, like he had a verse where he says, I'll just be like Elvis and just do what black people have been doing, but get paid for it or something. It was, it was a weird, it was a great line. He like calls out the double standard though. Yeah. But he does like when you acknowledge it, Mm -hmm. you know, that to me, it seems like him being honest about it, you know, like uh, Macklemore. I fucking hate Macklemore, (laughs) but at least he's honest and knows that, Hey, I am a rapper and I am hip hop culture. And I understand that like 
my whiteness is always going to give me the upper hand mm-hmm. on a Kendrick Lamar, you know? And, but at least he's honest about it. You know, a lot of people are just like, Oh no, I'm not that. I'm just better than everybody else. Like that's yeah. bullshit. You know, you're not better than everyone else. You just, you are legit. Like, I don't know right now there's this thing happening. It's a very frustrating thing right now. Cause it's like, there are these, like these young white kids all across America who are just doing this, this new, this new breed of hip hop fashion and culture. Mm-hmm. Like these just like, I'm gonna dress like Kanye West and I'm gonna take Instagram photos every day mm-hmm. in black and white. And it's just like, I feel like those people, those types of people are like exploiting the culture and appropriating it. Mm-hmm. Like, and when you call them out on it, I don't know. It, it never works out. Like it happened recently in Oklahoma city. I called out a group Oh, I because that shit <laughs> because uh, homie put up when I'm with my niggas, I may be sipping that Henny. And I was like, what the fuck is this? You're supposed to represent to me. You're supposed to represent a brand. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're supposed to represent your brand, you should not be making those fucking false ass statements. Like you, you, you never in your life been called a nigga before. Yeah. And that dude, just to clarify, was white as fuck. That dude was white as fuck. And like, I don't know, like, and then you called him out on it. I called him out on it. And he changed it, it to Nissa's. Yeah. Dollar let me signs. put dollar signs because I'm appropriating this culture and yeah. making money off of it. That's what that meant to me. Did he ever get back to you on that? Did he ever message you back? Uh, one of his homies did. Uh, we're going to meet up next week and actually talk. We were supposed to meet up the other day. and uh, But like he's in school. And I'm not going to like try to fuck with someone's education. Yeah. So like if you're in school, I'm not going to like, yo, you need to meet me in the parking lot. Let's mm-hmm. talk about this. No, like me, me, like at least one of them, one out of three was like, yo, we should really talk about this. Mm-hmm. I think it's really fucking solid of you. I don't mean to cut you off. I think it's really no, fucking good. solid of you to, to, to want to do that, to want to meet up with this person and have a conversation about it. Right. A lot of people, uh, w- a lot of people, when some shit goes down, they just want to leave it on the internet and, yeah. and be hateful. And I feel like you're wanting to come at it. No, but like I'm a, definitely like trying, like, to me, it's a much bigger thing. Like, I'm sorry that it happened to be them. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that it happened to be that group of people. And I'm sorry that it happened to be the only, like, one of the few hip-hop fashion blog and cultural centers of America in Oklahoma City that it happened to be, mm-hmm. that that happened to. But it's a much bigger picture to me. It's a much bigger thing to me than just, like, one guy saying it. Yeah. I'm not the only black person in Oklahoma you're not the only white person in Oklahoma saying nigga on the internet. Like, so it's like not, not, not the only, but, you, <laughs> like, but like, I feel like if I can get you to address it, if I can get your brand to address it, yeah. your hip hop centered, cultural centered, art centered brand to address this issue, use your white power to like uplift this message. You know, like, come on, like don't sit back and chill on it. Like, you know what? I don't want to deal with it. Like, sorry, you're mad. Like, no, fuck that shit man up to it and I'm not gonna say man up cause that's a fucking stupid ass phrase but just own up to it and like understand that nowhere in your life has anyone ever tried to put you down for being a nigga mm-hmm. like no one ever in your life will ever say you a dirty looking nigga mm-hmm. no one ever will say that to these people even if you've been called one like jokingly by like a black by friend, your only black that's friend still, that is not the same as it being used fucking hundreds of years right as a phrase to put people down like it's not okay even even in my lifetime 26 years on this earth in oklahoma city being called a nigga by Mm -hmm. an authority figure like you'll never have that experience 
So stop pretending like you are one when you're mm-hmm. not. Like, tired of people being able to fucking put on the fucking makeup and wipe it off immediately afterwards and say, my hands are clean. I wiped the black off. Mm-hmm. Like, no, stop that shit. Yeah. Own up to it and understand what you're saying when you're saying, sorry, you're mad. Yeah. Well, if you fucking started that sentence started okay sorry people are afraid to say sorry people are afraid to people are afraid to admit that they were wrong it's so weird to me because like as soon as you admit like i've done some fucked up shit i've said i've i made like a shitty joke on the internet uh like a sexist joke i didn't at the time it didn't hit me that it was sexist and then someone commented like a few people commented they're like hey that's like really shitty and i was like i took some time to think about it not i'm sitting here i'm not trying to sound like i'm putting myself on a pedestal but like uh took some time analyzed what they were saying you're like you know what totally right being a fucking asshole took it down made a new poster saying hey i'm sorry then like after you do that after you apologize that you're mad after you apologize you're mad about or sorry uh not apologize what you're mad apologize for what you did and then apologize for what you did like know what you're apologizing for right understand it anyone that like any blowback you get from saying sorry is just someone being a fucking asshole it's the easiest route and you can eliminate that person from your circle it's the Mm -hmm. internet you can do that hey mute yeah mute that motherfucker unfollow unfriend it's, it's really easy like i don't know it's just very hard for me to see why anybody would not want to accept responsibility for mm. some shit like that, you know? Like, And that's where I feel like appropriating culture comes from. Yeah. Because it's like you are accepting the fact that like your position is in place and it won't change. Mm-hmm. And you can use whatever words or in, in any fashion that you want on the internet and still profit from it. Yeah. And I, lo- I love, I love, when like white boys get called out and then they act like it's a it's a problem with freedom of speech and shit and it's but <laughs> it's not a problem with freedom of speech it's definitely it is a problem with speech mm-hmm. and it's like people are like well you, like a guy hit me up because i i because like my frustration afterwards was more at this point was like i just want to know why you know mm-hmm. i want to know why people want to be a nigga so bad mm-hmm. like what is it like you just want to say it like it sounds good I want to be with my niggas. That's, oh, I'm a nigga now. Like, what is that? What does that mean to you? And one guy, he hit me with a personal message because it, like, the feed was just getting clogged up with just yeah. motherfuckers. I followed it for a second, but. I, I tried to follow my own feed, but then I was just like, people were just like, Donald, you're fucking, I don't know, you're trying to cause like a race war. And I was like, I'm not. I'm just trying to answer a question in my Having head. a conversation is causing a race war. Yeah. Like anytime and it's just to like, talk about it. like, yeah, anytime people want to talk about racial issues, like people immediately just get up in arms. And I'm just like, well, let's step back. Mm-hmm. If you really believe we're all one type of person, why don't you listen to the person that's saying why they think that they are being subjected to their differences you know if you're truly colorblind and you hate everyone equally right right you should be able to at least understand why someone is like concerned that their blackness or their whiteness or their their gender is mm-hmm. being questioned all the time you know mm-hmm. and i reached like a guy reached out to me and was like well you know it's it's a it's common it's the it's synonymous with dude mm-hmm. and i was like how he's like rap music i was like rap music how He's like, well, they say it all the time. I was like, but they censor it too. Mm-hmm. He's like, but they still say it all the time. I was like, well, okay. So I thought to myself, I was just like, so Frank Ocean had this rap bar that was a jab at Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, 
he's talking about like punching some dude out and he's like because he called me a faggot so i pulled out my gun how anal am i gonna be when some 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 it was a dope verse frank ocean was fucking killing it so i was like well is this acceptable then because frank ocean and openly uh I, i don't know I don't, I'm not sure what his sexual orientation is. I don't think it really matters, but I think in that situation not, it not, does. Not straight person, right? Not not hetero cis. What I don't understand the new terms anymore because I can't keep up. But he is not what is considered straight, I guess. So like him saying it, does that make it okay? He's like, I mean, it's not okay in that situation. So why is it why is it okay for you to say it then? Still, you know, or uh, you know, like if we're if we're gonna accept that because rappers say it that it's okay. There's so many things that rappers say that's not okay, but you're going to accept it yeah. for being okay. Like, have you ever listened to cannibal corpse? Someone God. showed me cannibal corpse the other day. The they say alone. some shit, right? If, 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 if someone's saying something in a song is licensed to use it, it's like real to life. Do that in real life. Yeah. Then, uh, we got a problem with cannibal like, corpse. Listeners. Like 19 year olds. When Tyler, the creator came out, saying shit like uh uh what was one tell uh rape a pregnant bitch and tell my friends i had a threesome is that something that you want to express as something oh yeah well rapper said it so it's okay yeah like no that's not that's not the point he's expressing an idea Mm -hmm. from a dystopian viewpoint like that's it rappers are saying nigga because that's all we've been called Mm -hmm. you know i've been on the street nigga this nigga that that's because that's the environment that i'm in yeah you know and I just, I just never understood why people, I don't know, I don't, why, why do people want to be black so bad? Like, it does not make any sense. Like, there is nothing great or bad about being, well, there's a lot of bad, a lot of bad shit mm-hmm. when, when you're black or when you're any but type that's, of minority. But it's not, I don't, it's not <sighs> because you're black, it's because of you're black in the society that we have. Right, in the perception of what blackness is is a threat could i answer what i think might be a reason that people want to be black yeah like i mean i'm not <laughs> i'm gonna use my inhaler i grew up in a low-income area where they built a highway next to it so they can streamline everyone from downtown oklahoma city to edmond it's called 235 look it up <laughs> but true story i think that there's something about uh i think the cool from my perspective i think the thing that people think is cool about black culture are the rebellious aspects of it and they want to take that rebellious aspect and apply it to themselves even though they're not rebelling against that at all right i mean like but like i think if that if that's if that's it like when you see like when you see suburban like middle class white kids listening to mwa and shit they they see they see like a a rebellious culture they see like a like a fuck you to a system when you're when you're young and angry yeah get that angst in you yeah right i listen to my chemical romance because i was young and angsty right 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 so you're not okay all those things i'm not okay i'm not a fucking k yeah dude i want to dance around with that fucking girl in that video too like shit <laughs> be my corpse bride yo like that was real i understood that that was his grandma that was his grandma the song helena was that really was about his grandma yeah it okay grandma. it's rough that is rough but like that's a tangent i'm sorry no but do, like, what do you think about that like if that's, that's if that's what it is if that's what it is then you need to look deeper then mm-hmm. you need to look why are they rebelling why are, why are black people in black culture why is it why is it against the authority? Yeah. Understand what the authority is. The authority was your mom and dad in that suburb who voted for such and such man or woman 
to implement laws that were going to obviously make sure that you never had to see black people outside of television. Mm -hmm. You know, you never had to see black people outside of Will Smith or Denzel Washington, you know, Bill Cosby, Bill fucking Cosby. Fuck him. (laughs) Yeah. He's a piece of shit, but like, that's what you like, or just criminals in the news. Like, yeah. So like if you're, if, if you're, if you're young and white and you're looking for a rebellious, and a way to express your rebellion against authority. Look at what the authority is. Yeah, there's a real first. authority there to rebel against. There is a there is a very real authority against a very real group of people who are very much threatened. Yeah, and are threats to the society that you live in, and that's going to crack one day, eventually when people like I don't know when these kids stop just being like yeah I listen to rap music so I can be a nigga with my hood ass nigga friends mm-hmm. in Quell Creek like fuck that shit. <laughs> Fuck that noise. Like, understand that that there is a system in place that is making sure that in the future my son will go to jail. Mm-hmm. That I don't know. And those are and that's it's, just weird to me that people don't want to recognize that. They want they they like they like what comes out of it, but right. then as soon as it uh as soon as what it comes out of like rears its head, they fall in line they fall yeah it's just like oh it. no i don't want to be a part of that blue lives matter yeah like, yeah 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 all lives matter dude haven't you listened to public enemy oh what are you saying that all lives don't matter are you saying is that, that what you're saying are you saying my life is not important because my parents made x amount of millions of dollars oh i'm saying if your parents made x amount of millions of dollars you're gonna get shot in the fucking street you're I mean, get, you're not going to get choked out for quote unquote selling loose cigarettes. I buy my cigarettes from my friends too. I told someone I was, uh, I was in, I was somewhere. I was at work actually. Yeah. And it was back when I smoked cigarettes and I was like, you know, be careful selling these cigarettes. Somebody might kill you. And they were like, ha, 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 ha. that's stupid. Why would that happen? I was like, you haven't watched the news. Have yeah. you <laughs> like, like shit, dude. Like, and I showed it to them. They were like, "Oh wow, dude, that's insane." I what might, I might have the details wrong. That dude wasn't even selling cigarettes, or even if he was, the 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 reason that the cops were there was because he called them to break up a fight. Oh, Eric Garner called the cops to break up a fight. I think I might be wrong. The, that's that's what I have in my head. He called the cops because there was like some sketchy shit going down, and then when they were there, they either thought that he he was, was the guy, he was the guy, or the situation had already dissolved and cops are all amped up and ready to go and they see a fucking black guy. Like, um, that's why I don't like cops. Another reason, I guess. Uh, There's plenty of reasons. There's so many reasons. There have been situations where cops have been called in an area that I was in Mm -hmm. where I was questioned. Mm -hmm. I was 17 years old when we had a car accident and it was five of us in the car. We were young teenagers, Mm -hmm. you know, just got out of school driving home me and my friend had to go to work after that we were going to drop all our friends off and then go to work for a meeting and uh we get into a car accident and the cop comes and uh he takes my id he takes everyone's ids he's searching us but for some reason mine mine is matching for some reason some reason i wonder mine what is that reason is because you're like i was like 5 10 and 5 11 something absurd and i'm big enough i'm old enough and I, I look like trouble, you mm-hmm. know. And I grew up in the neighborhood that we got a car accident because it's where I, we have to go to get back home. Yeah. And the neighborhood's not one of the best neighborhoods. Yeah. And I remember a couple friends of mine moved into the neighborhood because it was cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a big, like, four-bedroom house. Big, beautiful place. But I was like, you guys don't want to live here. Time goes by. People start getting robbed. 
mm-hmm. outside of their house and like we get your fuck house. Like I told you guys, like, but I grew up in the neighborhood, and so it was just weird to me that like even in my youth I was already like seen as trouble. And you were in that car wreck, like yeah, I was in the car. You were accident. a victim. Like in that I was, situation. yeah, I was like one. I was hurt. Need to go get X rays because everybody was like fucked up. Like you know, like I'm standing, but my back was hurting. You know, situation like. Why are you double checking my identification? You know, I'm 17 years old. What kind of trouble can a 17 year old kid get into? That, really? that just has been in a car fucking wreck. Right. I work at a friends. fucking grocery store, bagging groceries and getting carts. Like, what am I supposed to do that says I'm a threat to you besides be black? You know, it was it was surreal. Uh, any any interaction with cops has always been surreal for me. Yeah. I remember uh, Norman. Norman, you fucking cops are the worst. <laughs> I uh, I was with my girlfriend. I got off work and it was like one a.m. Go to her friend's apartment and uh, getting pretty drunk, you know. Her friend like has like a something happens and ultimately like she's just acting outrageous. So cops get called for a civil disturbance. Mm-hmm. I remember she was trying to fight everybody in the room. She like hit her boyfriend in the face, like blood everywhere on his face uh she tried to attack my girlfriend i grabbed her and threw her on the ground it's like one of the few times that i've ever like physically had to use my my abilities on a woman like that and it was very uncomfortable it still is to me yeah cops show up 13 cops 13 fucking cops to a house party yeah with four people in it 13 cops 13 cops they punched her in her face like I threw her on the ground by myself. 13 cops to take down one girl who's like 5'2". Insane, you know? And it was just so, so it was so weird because they arrested her and then uh, they told her that we can go see her at the hospital. So I, I take him, her, her, her boyfriend to the hospital. Cops are like, well, you don't have to wait. We're in the lobby. It's about four in the morning at this point. Mm-hmm. They take her back to the jail. And then we, we we didn't know because they told us, you know, wait here. Yeah, we'll you let you speak her. to her yeah. after she calms down, you know. And then the night keeps going by and it's the next day. It's the morning now. Mm-hmm. We we don't know where she is. We drive to county. Oh, county's closed. It's the weekend. It was like, man, you guys just lied to us the whole way here after you punched her in her face. Like they Like they punched her hard enough to like she was out. And it's... I don't know how hard it is to knock out a drunk person, but if you can't like hold a drunk person down and you're a cop and there's 13 of you. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? you Shout out to Norman police. You could write a whole fucking book about what's wrong with them. Yeah. Many people have. I mean, didn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. It's like I was saying, like we hear kind of a little bit bringing it back to, (laughs) you saying you desensitized to like death. Cause like you just, yeah. we read, uh, I'm not like a scientist or anything that kind of, I think comes from like people, we see it so much and it's in such like mass numbers and mm-hmm. we see it every day. We see something new that's going on. Doesn't excuse at all that we only focus on, on France and, and Belgium. Right. I didn't even know till the Belgium attacks that there was an attack in Turkey like four days earlier like that. I, and I only heard about it in relation to the Belgium. They were like, right. Just four days after these attacks in Turkey. I'm like, I feel like I'm someone that like tries to 
to pay be attention. In, yeah, like, try to be in the know as much and as you I can. I didn't even know. Like, uh, shit, I totally forgot the. I was trying to make too wide of a point, and I forgot where I started. You started with uh, me being desensitized with death. Nope, it's gone. It's gone. Fuck. Well, we can talk about being desensitized to death, if you like. We can. Yeah, I mean, I think the reason I am is because uh, no one wants to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Like, we are fine with people dying. I don't. I don't think we value life as much as we used to, and that's, and that's sad because I thought, I thought all lives were supposed to matter, and if they don't matter, let's just say that they don't. Let's like let's stop lying to each other, you know, and let's just be real and say, my life in America is more important mm-hmm. than any African village, than any Aboriginals in Australia, any fucking person making gap jeans in malaysia anyone that's about to make the nikes that i just ordered on yesterday on the internet like anyone jumping out of the apple towers any, in Japan all those the all those people like those people do not matter as much if we can just say that i would probably probably would do other things with my time mm-hmm. honestly i would not care about cops i would not care about the war on drugs that obviously was the war on blacks like mm-hmm. I wouldn't care about that stuff if we just were honest and said, I don't want to think about anyone else's life but my own. If we started saying that, I feel like the world would probably be a little bit better. Or at least we wouldn't, we would care about other things. I think that with the internet, though, I think that we're still in the infancy of it. And I think that these problems aren't, I don't, besides like maybe climate change. I can maybe, given some time, think of a couple others, but I think most problems that are structural, like societal problems, are problems that we've always had. Yeah. And now that, now that we've been on Facebook for like eight years or whatever, now that people walk around with a computer in their pocket, yeah. Now we see it more because I do. I I see people that care about it. I right. I feel like I care about it. Mm-hmm. The people that I surround myself care about it. I think people are starting to care and i think that 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 information while desensitizing t- when it's just thrown at you all every day hour, every day yeah i think that that information uh wouldn't have ever hit you before right right um and we can now like white people can see we can follow people on twitter we can follow people on snapchat we can see what we've been hearing about for hundreds of years yeah and we can see it and we can't like we can run away from it when it's on video. We can. Argue. I would say because like yeah, Rodney King happened and like you're right. Motherfuckers were trying to burn down L.A. after that, mm-hmm. and white people were just like, "Look at them fucking animals, just fucking niggas running through the streets of L.A. burning shit down, burning down their own neighborhoods." Like you burn down a neighborhood because you want to restructure your society. Mm-hmm. That's and, the point. And neighborhoods they're burning down owned by fucking landlords. Right. Like like burning down chain restaurants and stuff. Yeah, that, I would burn down that, a Chili's tomorrow yeah, if pay, I could. Pay you no fucking money. Right. All the money that that business, like like a business in the middle, I am not an economist. I don't know anything. So this is what I see. Yeah, I only but get like, $12. <laughs> but like uh, a business like 
in the middle of an area is taking the money from that area. And if it's a corporation, if it's not local, if it's not from there, it's taking mm-hmm. all that money, paying like a little bit, right. just a painful little bit to the people that live and work there. And then all that money is going to headquarters in New York. Headquarters right. In LA, or headquarters. fucking some bank in Sweden where there's no taxes. Like some, and like that's, and I don't know, man, that's just a lot of problems mm-hmm. are, are like because of that alone, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what, I don't know. I'm not a violent person and I, but I, I do. And I don't, I don't know if I can say I condone violence. Mm-hmm. I condone protection. Yeah. You know, like people try to use that photo of Malcolm X with the gun against the window as a, as a symbol of like fear or something, but I don't think he was afraid of anything or he was trying to cause fear in anyone else. I think he was trying to protect his family. And if carrying a gun causes fear, why do we have all these black or why do we have all these cops walking around with guns all the time? I wonder if that's causing a little bit of fear. They're just trying to protect themselves. Just trying to protect themselves. They're not us. They're trying to protect themselves to protect and serve themselves. Fragile and dainty and have to punch girls, have to uh, punch fucking 20 year old girls in the face (sighs) to get a point across that. Hey, I'm pissed off at my wife right now and I can't hit her. So I'm gonna hit this girl. Sorry, that's really dumb. no, dude. Yeah. Uh, man, I wanted. Uh, we're kind of we're kind of getting up there on time. I wanted to talk about your bands. Oh. I want to talk about music with you right before I hit the record button. We're like, all right, we're gonna start with your bands. And yeah, and, and we started talking about. Dude, I want you back on for sure. Like, yeah, this dude, has been, I'm, this has I'm been down with it. I can talk podcast. about music. Like, I can talk about music for days. I mean, we can talk about this again. This is not yeah. gonna go away. <laughs> I <laughs> no, guarantee you. By the dude. next time I get you on, like, there'll be another is, fucking incident. Yeah. Uh, uh, there'll be another Nixon aide coming out. No, I mean, fucking Bill Clinton's aides will come out and say, oh, yeah, you know, the three-strike rule and the war on drugs, you know, it was uh, against black people. But here's where I've got written down that uh, the, the uh, Nixon. I wrote, <laughs> it's, uh, wrote it finally came out for sure that the war on drugs was all political maneuvering. Uh, John Ehrlichman, mm. um, you'll have to look up his exact relation. To Is that with a U? Uh, no, it's with an E. It sounds like it should be a U. Ehrlich, Ehrlichman. Um, But, quote, the Nixon campaign in 1968 and the Nixon White House after that had two enemies, the anti-war left and black people. Hmm. White hippies with marijuana, black uh, black people with uh, heroin. Uh, And he was like, I just, I wrote that down because I was like, hmm, Mm, shocker. Real fucking surprise. Got him. But, okay, so I've been here with Donna. Don Eisenberg, uh, yeah. drums for a ton, spelled yep. the British way, T-O-N-N-E. We're an American rock and roll band. American rock and roll band. Uh, and Bolsey. And we're a hip-hop group. Um, uh, Bolsey's on SoundCloud, right? I follow you guys on SoundCloud. Yeah, Bolsey Music on SoundCloud. Our is, newest album, Elder, uh, I guess it's an EP, is on there. And then Ton is on Bandcamp, uh, bandcamp.com slash ton. And our newest album, which you can purchase on cassette at guest room records on Western is uh, called choice. And it's like a good 30 minutes of 10 songs um, that express musical sensibilities from five different artists or four different artists at the time. And that's really cool. Uh, I, I, I meant to ask this question and not tell you about it uh, just to set you up. Someone told me to not ask you what your bands sound like. Uh, oh, 
and I thought, like, I heard why, and I it never occurred to me like that, and I thought that it was super fucking interesting. Would you mind before we get off, like, yeah, so I I meant to wait. I wanted to talk about music, so we could talk about this, but yeah, uh, would you mind? So like, uh, re- reverse. Tell I'll me go, what your band sounds like. Yeah, I'll start with Bolzy, and uh, Bolzy was like uh, originally like a folk duo, you know, and then. They added a guitarist who also was like a multi-instrumentalist on organ and keys and such and such. And then they added me uh, sometime later to fully fill out the sound after they had a few drummers. And Bolsey's very much, you know, like an adult swim, off the air, live hip hop group. You know, there's elements of soul. There's elements of blues. There's elements of folk. There's definitely some rap. But it's I I feel like it it is like a walking hip hop creature, you know, and then ton. I I I I I don't know how to describe ton like because I don't want to call it any any genre in particular because there are some elements that are pop, mm-hmm. you know, like there. I remember one of the first songs that ton wrote. Uh, a guy from this band called Furbis uh, from LA and by way of Oklahoma city was uh, singing it and it sounded like a Katy Perry song. And so like there are pop elements, mm-hmm. but then there's also like a, a weird way that we move in between time. Mm-hmm. So there is like a, a mathy progressive element to it. And then there's this dreamy shoegaze landscape that it all kind of floats under. The first I time I heard it was upstairs at Pratt's. I was just like, who <laughs> the fuck is this? She's got to rip the bong and he's like, yo, what is this? What is this guy talking about? <laughs> Who's the motherfucker? <laughs> who but, is a motherfucker? Uh, dude, seriously, it's been fucking great. And I would yeah. be back on again. This has been I'm Don down. Eisenberg. Check out his bands, Ton and Bolsey. Right on. on. Bandcamp for Ton, SoundCloud for Bolsey. Uh, if you'd want to hit, turn around and hit that space bar for me. I wish really the space bar? Yeah, the space bar. Okay.